Locked out can go and get stuffed. <laughs> I'm over it. But we have got the biggest show as I go down the run sheet. We're nearly on to a third page. The show is so big, gentlemen. There are no homotheticals today. Oh, really? Mm. There are no... You <laughs> couldn't be bothered. You know, for well, the first time because when, of how big this show is. When you're in lockdown, you have a lot of time on your hands, so you get stuff done that you don't normally do. So yeah. um, the pool was looking a little bit algae-ish yesterday, so I actually pool. got into the pool. It was freezing too. In, into, into the, the pool, pool because right. I had to get a, like a, a steel brush and like scrape it off and then drain it and all that. So it was just awful sort of yeah. stuff. It was so cold. So you get a lot of time to do the things that you never get to do. Yeah. Any danger you could pick up an iron and do something with that shirt. That is horrendous. You are on camera, mate, and that is a disgrace. <laughs> it's a T-shirt. You don't iron a T-shirt. What did you do? Did you screw it all up when you got it out of the washing machine and then let it dry? Uh, you know what I did? I dried it in the dryer, but the uh, I'm down. The, the washing machine, the spin cycle isn't working, right. so the clothes are coming out soaking wet, and I haven't got days to dry them the old fashioned way, so I'm just throwing them in the dryer. You do have days. You've you got nothing <laughs> to do, mate. At least he hasn't got chilli sauce on this one. Yeah. Can we just go a day where, out, like, I picked this T-shirt. Admittedly, I didn't know it was so creased. I picked mm. this T-shirt because I said, well, this is a T-shirt that can't. It's got a nice, it's a nice T-shirt. scooping neck. Uh, iron it's, it. it's relatively fitted, but yeah. I've never ironed a t-shirt in my life, and I can't ever imagine a time when I would. No, my mum irons sheets. Can you believe it? And towels. Yeah, too much time. What do you iron a towel yeah. for? My mum used to iron undies. Oh, it's weird. It's weird back in the day, yeah. how would you iron undies? Yeah. Hey, let's dive into the footy because this is one of the more spectacular final rounds because at, at this point in time, there's no, there definitely is no clear favourite. There is no side that you could with any confidence. In fact, there's no side would I be willing to bet on to win the grand final this year. No, it's probably just about playing the best footy and they may still not play the finals is the Giants. They're actually yeah. playing really well, but they've still got to win this week to play finals. And the Brisbane Lions have bounced back as yeah. well, but... They'll probably finish fifth if the Dogs win, obviously. But if the Dogs lose and the Lions make fourth, they are playing some pretty good footy at the moment. They had a down period of three weeks adjusting to Eric Hipwood being out and obviously Marcus Adams being out. But I reckon they've adjusted nicely. I think the Dogs will finish fifth. I think Port will beat them. Brisbane Brisbane will win. The Doggies might be in an elimination final. Is this the first time in history, and it's probably hard to say, but is this the first time where we've got in the last round of the year the top four playing each other? I think so. It's I think so. I can't remarkable. remember it. Yeah. Yeah. But do, would you pick the Dogs or Port in that game? Well, I, I just can't see the Dogs the way they're playing at the yeah. moment. Winning, they've been routed out of the middle of the last couple of weeks. That is one area where Port do fall down a little bit. But our man Charlie Dixon, who I claimed here on this program two years ago. The yep, barometer. Did. Extraordinary did. stat. So he, I think it's 42 and six now. When he kicks either three or four goals in a game, hum, they're 42 wins and six losses. He kicked four Ooh. again on the weekend yeah. and they win. You know the other player who, Orazio's back. Kicked yeah. three last week. He just might be that X factor that Port needs. He's the fastest player in the AFL. He is. Uh, you, you won't find a faster player over 20 metres than Orazio Fantasia. So who's your favourite now, Brownie? As we sit here today, before round 23, who's your favourite for the flag? My favourite for the flag right now is the Demons. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Does the Perth issue change? Does that favour any of the sides? Is that confirmed yet? Do we know yet? It's or is it just still uh, rumour? It's. Uh, it's looking. It's not that confirmed, way. but it's very. Uh, yeah. It'd be very, very, it very be unlikely. It has, it has to, to be, be over there. there. I think the AFL, as I said, it's going to cut the. the given that it's cost him six million yeah. bucks a year, a week at the moment, not to, to have the grand final at the G, not at Perth, is going to cost him twenty million. Do we trust Mr. McGowan day. to leave the state open though? What if there was uh, a little outbreak? 
two well, days that's before the, issue, the granny. That's the issue that the, the, the AFL's face because he's, he's a psycho. He'd have to agree. He'd have to agree that yeah. he wouldn't shut down, wouldn't he? But you can't agree to that. I mean, if there is an outbreak on the Tuesday in Perth, what they will lock it down. But it's just bad luck. It's just yeah. what you have to deal with. And then we would probably play a grand final in Perth in front of no no fans. So it's just bad luck. Yeah, You've got to roll the dice. You've got to have a have a crack at it. You'd rather have 60,000 people there. Four days before it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But at least you've got to set it up for glory. I'd rather just take the whole thing to Perth. If I'm, if I'm, whole a, thing. If I'm yeah. a player, I don't want to play a final in front of no people. Nah, but... Port Adelaide, if they make a prelim, they probably should play their prelim yeah, in Adelaide. Yeah. Hey, I had a tweet go viral. Did you see it? Did you I see this it, tweet? Hum. Did you put some paid spend with it? <laughs> doesn't, he, doesn't he love it when he gets a little so viral? Here we go. Viral. Just have a look. Have a look at this 756 one. likes, 14 retweets, three quote tweets. God knows how many is that, comments. Is that your number one tweet? No, ever? I had one about the GAN go, you know, the GAN, the trip that goes up the guts. I had one of those go a bit more viral. Anyway, I've said Clarko is poised. Had us poised for a top two draft pick. Of course, I'm a Hawthorne fan. Yeah. Then we sacked him, and now he's going to Ephesus. I like this. That's how good he is. Jeff must go. So you, if Hawthorne win this week, which they probably will, Richmond are depleted. Yep. That'll be four in a row. Four. This is what's bon happened. Voyage, this Clark-o. is what's happened since Alistair Clarkson has been sacked. This is how good the man is. Now, I'm not suggesting he's tanking, or he was tanking, but he was making, he was blooding players, he was playing them in positions, getting them, as we all know, we know the party line when sides don't want to win games. As soon as we've sacked him, we drew with Melbourne, the top side. We beat Brisbane, who were third at the time. We beat the Western Bulldogs, who were, who were second. Ever since we've sat Clarkson. So Clarko has literally gone, go and get stuffed, Hawthorne. I had you lined up for a top two draft pick. Now you can get six and get stuffed. Are you going to back Sam Mitchell in, though, as a supporter? Are you going to get behind him? I will because I don't – I'm not buying into uh, – uh, the romantic in me thinks that Sam Mitchell and Alistair Clarkson have still got a, a, a good, you know, friendship or, yeah. or relationship. Mm. Well, Hawthorne's list looks all right now, doesn't it? It does look all right. It would have looked fantastic if we had – a number two draft pick coming in. This is what I applaud. I'm not giving up hope yet. I beg the the, the Jason Dunstals of the world, please, all the big Hawthorne members and supporters, happen, get together, stage a coup, throw Jeff Kennett out on his ass, and then rehire Alistair Clarkson. I beg you, please, if, you, if there's anyone with any power that has it listening from Hawthorne, please do this. It's not too late. We, he you hasn't wanna, signed anywhere. You know, Jason, okay, Jason doesn't work at the club anymore. No, but he can – those powerful rally supporters, the rally the troops, march in there, pick up Jeff by the scruff of his neck and turf it's him done, out. It's done, mate. It's done. It's you, not you've done. got to start backing in Sam Mitchell. Back Sam in there. They're backing him in for a reason. You work with Jace Brownie. Is, yep. What did he say about it? He was disappointed. He hates Jeff. Yeah. He, was, he doesn't hate Jeff he at hates all. Jeff, he he does me. not. Um, he's very calculated, the chief, and yeah. he's very smart, very intelligent. He was disappointed at the start, but he also yeah. said he can understand that how they feel about Sam Mitchell and what he could bring to the table. He was surprised that they didn't want to go with Alistair Clarkson, so it wouldn't have been the decision <laughs> yeah. he I would mean, make. Well, is anyone? Sh- is there any other reaction but shock when you're turfing the greatest coach of the modern era? He'll be back. He'll have a year. I reckon he will genuinely have a year off, and then he'll come back and he can get a job wherever he likes. And you know what? And you know what happens? I, 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 this is how furious I am. Whenever, wherever he comes back and coaches Gold Coast or Carlton, wherever it I'll is, I hope they win a flag and they and Hawthorne flails at the bottom because I'm that furious at Why Jeff. Why do you hope that? Why hope you that hope your club he- d- does well. No. You're a Nuffy supporter I who am a should be supporter, happy with I their am club. I'm furious. You've won four flags. 
recently. I, I understand like that. Be happy but with but it. We've, got, we've now got a situation where Alistair Clarkson, he's not going to be like. You're going to have that, to get over it. He's huh? not going to be. He, he does not like the Hawthorne Footy Club. He's not going to want to return. He's no, he's no longer going to be got to get over a it, legend mate. of the club. He's gone. You but won four premierships. We've turfed a legend of the club. It'd be, I, I love it, your passion. Imagine if Richmond did it to Tommy Hafey. Well, they did. They did it to KB. <laughs> yeah, they did do it to They KB. did it to Tommy. They did yeah, it to They did it to Francis Burke. They did. Hey, but I'm not the only reason, the only person in the footy land angry, and nor should I be, because I, Tasmania, again, have been screwed. Now, I, I will premise this. The, the AFL, their remarks that perhaps now is not the right time because of what's going the on. The only positive that came out of the Colin Carter report is that he officially put it on record that... Tasmania should have a team, yep. right? So that was a positive. No one's ever really said that after a, after an AFL-endorsed um, review. So he said they should have a team, but it's no closer than it's ever been, let's be honest. Absolutely no closer than it's ever been. I like now that Tassie, though, are really starting to stand there. They said, all right. You know what the Premier's actually got to do now, though, huh? Like, he put it on record that he was going to take the sponsorship money away from your team, Hawthorne, and yep. North Melbourne. I reckon he's actually got to follow through. Yeah, with that. absolutely has yeah. to follow through. Yeah. Do you think there's a job waiting for you there if they do get it? Is there a maybe a little ambassador role? No, or is there something bigger than an ambassador role? Is there a, no. is there no. a, like a what, CEO role or a goal well, kicking role? Benny Gale will be the CEO, wouldn't right. he? Maybe oh, goal the kicking. Coach. But they will be putting together now. Does that mean you'd have to move down to Tassie. You'd have to move to Hobart. Yeah. Uh, so would you? With the discussions that you have with your, your great wife, Genevieve, how would that go moving down to Tassie? Um, as we currently sit uh, in this COVID predicament we're in, I reckon it would go all right. Yeah, okay. Mate, Tassie's, Where would you Tassie's, rather be at the moment? Oh, Tassie's beautiful. I've, oh, there's nothing, nothing wrong with Tassie, I but I just don't see off. Jen being down in Tassie, that's all. At, at this point now, she would probably move to Hobart mm. because of where we're is at. Is there a Northcote area of Hobart? Uh, yes, there is, yeah. Is there? Yeah. Where are we at? Probably out around the Glenorchy area now. It's oh, a little bit trendy bit of, out there. Moona. Bit of Moona. Slip, slip, slap down there. Oh, eh? yeah. Yeah, the sun gets really hot. <laughs> you tell you what, we'd be sponsored by a sunscreen brand, wouldn't we, down there? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Hey, this week. You know we... who the ambassador would be at the moment? Who? You get Arnie Titmus. She's our number one ambassador. Mm. Anyone else? Would you, be, would you be disappointed? Just say that they're going to appoint, okay, at some stage, like they do when they appoint boards to, you know, to bring the, the Olympics <laughs> to Perth. They're going to appoint a board at some stage or a committee at some stage to really ramp up this Tasmanian team. Will you be disappointed if you are not considered? Well, Nick Rewalt's the man now. Rui was part of the report, yeah. Colin Carter report. Did, uh, were you I'd, consulted in this report? I, I did speak to Colin, yeah. So to be the main man down there. Yep. yep. So there's some great Tasmanian footballers. Um, Who's the biggest name ever out of Tassie? Well, I think... Boone. Peter Hudson's probably got the best record. Boone. Well, you got Ian Stewart, Ian Stewart. Bulldog. But... I think if you're going to have somebody, it needs to be somebody current. Like, not a current player, obviously, but somebody who might be just coming Jack out of the would, game. Jack would be retired by then. So let's have a look at who the offers are. Yep. So you've got Nick Rewalt, you've got Matthew Richardson, you've also got Jack Rewalt. Um, if you wanted to go outside that, David Boone. Ricky Ponting. Could be a candidate. Ponting. Ricky Ponting Tim could Payne. be a candidate. Tim, Tim Payne. Payne. Captain of Australia. So you've got to have a look at the marketability. Yep. Which what about our, our man what here? What about Ariane Titmus? Marketed ability. Well, I she's a bit of a flash in the pan. She could be an amp. What do you mean? <laughs> she's she's oh, won, no, gold, I'm sorry. She's won two I understand gold that, but if I, if I had asked you who the hell Ariane Titmus was four oh, weeks ago, would you have said you would have had but no she's idea? She's somebody now, mate. Yes, I know, but once, this is what happens with the Olympics. They come she'll and win, they go very she'll quickly. She'll win in Paris, too. You know who the most famous Tasmanian of all time is? Who? Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn. Oh, Errol yes. Flynn is the most famous Tasmanian of all time. So 
you got you got to have football ability. And yep. so Jack, Nick, and Matthew, I can't split them. I, I, think I, it'd be- I can't. Actually, I'm going to give you a nine. I'm going to give Rui a nine. I'm going to give Jack an eight and a half. Which so is more current, I think, though, isn't and it? And I think the Rewalt combination yeah. probably elevates I'm only having one. I'm only having oh, one. Oh, you can only have one. So then there's a like, like ability. Now, our man here is a 10 out of 10 yep, like ability. Maybe not in the mid-90s when, you know, the people either loved him or hate him. He was yep. 50-50. He's now 100% like ability. Okay. Can you say the is same about Jack? There's 5% on Twitter that's Can you say the same about Jack like ability? It's rising. I reckon Because mm. he's carrying on less and less. I reckon the last three or four years, Jack has gone from yeah, there to agree. there yep. with people. So he's general. gone from... Down here to up there a bit. He's nowhere near you and likability. I Nick? love Jack. I like him. What hey? about Nick? Nick Nick's likability, but, but he's I, almost a Queenslander, Nick, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's exactly. the thing I was going to say. Yeah. He grew up on the Gold Coast. He yes, he was born down twang. there, but they grew up up there. Yeah. He was drafted from there. So I think our man yeah. here is the number yeah. one. I'll, I'll think put so. my hand up then. Yeah. I'm putting my hand up. Have you? Has there been any official approach? No, there hasn't been. Really? Well, there's no official team yet. That's That was the problem with this report. Tassie should have uh, got a timeline out of this. They should have said yeah. whatever year it was, and then you can start putting all the infrastructure in place. And I think we could just we can 100% say there is not going to be a Victorian club that go down no, there. 100%. And the AFL will has close to be a, before to be they a, allow the Gold Coast to go has down. has to be a standalone so team. Just look at this rundown. There's a lot, and we've spent at least 25 minutes talking about Tasmania we better move. <laughs> and the <laughs> gonna, car. Let's just get going. All right, we're going to move on now. Sure well, quicker, this huh? week we say goodbye to... Oh, a legend talking, of the game. He will talking be. Talking of likable. He yeah. is, I would dare say, there is no one that doesn't like this man. Of course, no. we speak of Eddie Betts. Started at Carlton, went to Adelaide, finishing at Carlton. Kicked goal of the year twice or three times. Yeah. I sh- has he been all Australian? Three times. Three time all Australian. It's and just right. one of the all time greats. Brownie, you, you're a small forward. Is he the best small forward of all time, Eddie Betts? Has to be of all time. And, and there's, there's only a small market for this. I mean, there's a lot of players who have played small forward. But when you think about it, who played in the conversation. pure football in the forward arc and yep. never played midfield. So Stephen Milne yep. is one of those. And people talk about Lee Matthews, but the thing about Lee Matthews played is Rover most he played yeah. Rover for most of his And he same played, with Kevin Bartlett. Kevin Bartlett. Peter Dacos played a fair bit midfield. So you can't so – I mean, I'm talking Lindsay Thomas was a pure small forward. So who were the top Stephen three? Milne, pure, pure small you know forward. the other one you've missed? Tom Jeff, Papley. Jeff Farmer. And the Wiz, Jeff yeah. Farmer. They're, but the, they're the ones. Eddie Betts is the greatest small forward of all time. Yep. And what he's done for football, what he's done for two footy clubs. But – I was listening to a stat last night. He's kicked over 600 goals, Incredible. but close to 100 of those have been nominated for Goal of the Week. Is so that, that is right? close to one in six of his goals <laughs> nominated for Goal of the Week. That's extraordinary. Oh, my God. And has there been a better leader? In the AFL in the recent years, like no, just the no. leadership he shows is just incredible. Just not under Eddie, and I think, I mean, we'd, we're going to see more of him if oh, he's not in the media. The AFL are going to find him a he, job because he's so important to the game. If he wants to work in TV. He'll be with Seven or Fox next oh, year. Another one, jumping <laughs> Richard. I'm gone. The- I might as well leave now. <laughs> hey, Russ Lyon has now been in the news. Is he going to coach in 2020? I, it's, a, it's a simple question. I reckon yes, he no. will coach Carlton Brownie. He. The narrative's changed with Ross. I work with him every Sunday and he's been... Because he's started a little re- real estate business, hasn't he? And yeah, he's, he's part of a real estate business. Um, but he, I can just tell he's, he's talking about it the last few weeks has changed. Right. So the narrative's changed and he's now starting to... 
be very careful around what he says. Yeah. Um, and he said if somebody comes and approaches me, but I think now he's looking at it and he's got the bug again. Yeah. There's a couple of open, or not not two, there's one at the moment, which is Collingwood. We believe Carlton will become available. Yeah. So I think he's got the bug. He's, I mean, he coached three grand finals yeah. and he lost by one point. Five and 17. He's, so. he's got two separate teams to a grand final. And I, we shouldn't be dancing on David Teague here on his grave because he's still got the job. But yeah, it, appears, it appears that it, it looks unlikely. So I'd yep. be pretty surprised if Ross... I think they Ross, have already approached him. They would have approached him, yeah. He hasn't admitted that yet. But um, he, won't, I think he the, won't admit that until... I think the two happens. years in the media have done him really well because in discussions with him, I think he realises that... Defence isn't the only thing that's going to win a premiership. So I think he's got the defensive game plan. Yeah. But I think watching football pretty much just as a, a an onlooker the last yeah. couple of years is open to his eyes to movement of the ball and how critical that is. So, and I think he's going to go out there and try and find the best person possible for ball movement. I mean, there's a there's a ball movement coach now, Hum. So if you wanted a role, uh, Hutchie didn't want to give you a role. But <laughs> if you wanted a role, a week where there you is a ball up. movement role. This is the most important area of a footy club right now is how do we move our yeah. ball and you've got to create that ball movement. So I think so, Carlton do that all right. Now, anyway, it's just the yeah, defence back defend. the other way. So I think Ross is a perfect fit for them, if if that's where they go. I'm actually bemused that you have found somehow another top five. I I, I yeah. don't understand where you keep, well, you Richard, keep going to the world. No, I asked him for this. I just well, I found it. Yeah. Be <laughs> succinct here, Brownie. I want your top well, five succinct, rising stars. We're at half an hour already. Top five rising <laughs> stars. Let's get into them. And these aren't how I think they're going to finish in the top five rising star. But I think Luke Jackson has been the best player this year. Miles Bergman in a team that is finishing top two on the ladder, Being has great. played over 20 games in that year. That is extraordinary. Oliver Henry, he's only new, but I can just see this kid, when he gets the football, so he knows for you. what to do. Right. He knows where to go. He knows how to deliver it. So Oliver Henry for me. Harry Jones out of the side at the moment, but I was just so impressed with what he brought to the table. He is the best of that Essendon young crop. I know that there's big raps on a lot of others, but he is very much the best of them. His timing, it reminds me of you, Richo. His timing when he goes from the side of a pack to market, right. almost contested to an uncontested mark he turns it into, is extraordinary. And Tom Green at number five, he's a very good player also. I, I just have one question. Yes, Hum. Why do you go first to fifth when you do your top fives? Doesn't matter. Well, I guess it does. No, when no. would you ever go? You normally but start it was on the, at the bottom. <laughs> but it was on the screen. It was on yeah, but so you go five, four, three, two, one. If we had it brought it up by one, uh, it, it could have been okay. Good top five, mate. Good yeah, top like five. It. Hey, um, ESPN put a tweet out. We're going to get I it up this. on the screen now. Now, they put uh, just a, a very simple question. Name the most unstoppable duo Ooh. in sports history. So I went through that tweet and I had to think about it myself, uh, Brownie. So I've come up with these. These are the ones that I've come up with. Uh, Jordan and Pippen, obviously. Yep. Remember Greenwich and Haynes? Yes. The West Haynes. Indies opening Haynes. Uh, Lillian Thompson. Yep. Uh, Mon Joe Montana and Jerry Rice, the quarterback mm -hmm. and the wide receiver. Uh, Messi and Suarez at yep. Barcelona, very good uh, strikers. WWE, Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. Remember oh, that? Jeez, you're going <laughs> well way back. Shaq and Kobe came up a bit. Uh, I loved Hayden and Langer yep. as an opening combination. And uh, then you got Warren and McGrath, the two mm. greats, the spinner and the fast bowler. But then, Nate, I went a little bit deeper into the tweet yep. and uh, have a look at one of the responses that appeared on ESPN. 
Oh, Glenn were unstoppable. So, for, those, for those what are uh, listening, it's a picture. Glenn Ford at Twitter has put a picture of Richo and Brownie. It looks like in maybe one of your second or so third mate, years. There. I just, I just like to Glenn. say, Glenn. Glenn. He, he knows what he's talking about, Glenn. Well, he can, does. We, can we just have a look at how how, how many likes? Did old Glenn get on this suggestion? <laughs> one like, and look who it's by. Brownie is the only one that liked it. So you would say uh, that didn't go viral. Yes, that's that's good. good. Thank you, Glenn. That's funny. We were unstoppable at one point. I didn't though. even like it. Yeah. Hey, uh, for those. Um, oh, hang on, hang on. And I just got something that I've forgotten here. Um, just uh, with Glenn, and uh, we've got a lot of fans out there, yeah. Batman and Robin. But do you reckon? It takes away when you're posting rubbish like this, Matthew. You have posted in your backyard three awkward-looking orchids that it's just they don't even look that good, mate. Now, like I, if it was a whole wall and everything, it's just mate, it's three little pots. What are you can doing? I, can I give you a little bit of substance behind that? No, right? those, no you can't. Those orchids were were uh, potted. Is that what you say? Or planted hmm. by my father-in-law, John? Yep. Okay. Yep. And I just wanted to give him a little bit of love because he's yeah. new to Instagram. Right. And I thought I'm basically well, why pumping him up. Why don't you just send him a direct message? Because I wanted to pump him up online. You're turning right. into oh Costa Georgiati. <laughs> if you don't get renewed by Channel 7, maybe the ABC got a new role for you as a, as a home gardener. It didn't, uh, didn't get much traction, that one, mate. No. Oh, no shock. Knocked me over the feather. <laughs> hey, just quickly, uh, did you skip over that? Is that what the Richo areas was in the That's rundown? Richo yep. areas. Okay, cool. Yep. Just, be, just for, for those listening, we have a rundown. Brandy pays no attention to it and he skipped over but anyway at least he brings some content unlike yourself Hub. yeah well I have because I bought to us two of the, the most famous local footy leagues down in Tassie now of course we've got our our, our boys Rosebridge Turek yeah. they had their mad Monday and whatnot they are done they're done the Northwest Football Association had their finals, and I think if we get the scores up now, look at this. Mott and Preston, 19-16-130, smashed Wesley Vale, 7-4-46 in the qualifying final, while Sprayton, in Even a boil loop yeah. over, lost to Sheffield, 6-5-41-10-18-17. doesn't really have the same effect when someone's not losing by 60 goals, does it? Fourth no, we, we've off, been mate. following it through, so we, yeah. we think. But how about this? So at the, remember the start so of we're the gonna, We're going to feature those the finals every you week, are we? we? Should do. Well, we are, because we followed them from the start. You know what I'd like Everyone to wants to know who's going to win, fourth once, or modern press? Once the grand final's done and dusted, we'll be still doing this podcast. Why don't we get on the phone yeah. the captain of the winning team? Yep. From fourth. It'll be fourth, I reckon. It will definitely be fourth. We'll but how about this? Line. Do you remember the start of the year, a side we followed called Richmond? Yes, down in, in the uh, down Old in, Scholars Football Association. Well, yep. wasn't good news for them. Have a look at this. What a day for our superstar, like Trent Standen, going in today's game. He had kicked 71 goals. Today he kicked 30 goals, 12. That's unbelievable. Which is no – so that, and that was against Richmond. So he's finished the season with 101 goals because he kicked 30. 30 and it was against That's our good, boys, Richmond. So that, that gentleman there, he plays uh, with a guy called Jeremy Webberley that mm. played at Richmond, played a few games at Richmond. He plays in that team. Me too. So imagine that, kicking 30 to bring up your ton. That's a good effort. Uh, we're going to dive into extra, extra, read all about it, but my computer has just closed, so you just need to pad the two of you while I, uh, while I open just this let up. You go, mate. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Where are we? Extra, extra, read all about it. Do you remember this one? Mm-hmm. For those listening for the first time, this is where I read out a headline. Thanks to the Paddy, you blokes are cockers. <laughs> okay. Well, come on. Well, I'm getting it. This is a coach who sometimes behaves as though he's bigger than the club. I think that is about Damien Hardwick and I think it's Caroline Wilson. 
I, I'm with you on that one. You are both correct. Caroline Wilson on Damien Hardwick. That, that, to me, is a pretty outrageous comment by Caroline. Yeah. He does carry on He a bit. carries on a bit. I don't think so. He does. You, you you, think, you're employed by No, him, hang on. So. Do you, just, oh, do you think... No, no, hang on. Do you think Damien Hardwick thinks he's bigger than the club? No, I don't. Right. No. That's what that is Caro a big said. statement. All I said, he carries on a bit. Right. That, that doesn't mean he does he's carry on like a pork chop. I don't no, think the whole is. our fans don't come to Marvel. Yeah. That sort of stuff no, that is was, carry on. That, but he was sticking up for his player. That's where that came from. Yeah, he was I'm sticking sure up Tom for Tom Lynch. Lynch. I'm pretty sure Tom Lynch can stick up for himself. And so you don't like coaches sticking up for their? Well, players? I do, but. Does he need to do it all the time and question oh, Jonathan it. Brown? Jonathan yeah. Brown's allowed to have You're, You are his say. As an outsider, no, Hardwick's a bit Jonathan of Jonathan Brown can have his say, no doubt about mm. that. But I love the fact that Damien Hardwick sticks up for his players. Yeah. yeah. He, he probably he went does. a bit hard on Jonathan Brown. I agree with he that. He does carry on like a poor chop a bit. I don't think he'd be a great bloke to have a beer with. I'll put it out there. Incorrect. I'm just Incorrect. I'm, okay. I don't know. I've never had a beer with him. You, have you, you had a beer with him? I have. I'm a good bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Can you go beer for beer with him or how does that Oh, happen? is he a beer? Are you going to talk about me lips now and then <laughs> your head goes upside down? I'll get him first today, eh? <laughs> Richo, that's a just someone today. He's right just got this right, let's get the next one up. Today is a pretty defining day, I think, in, our, in the history of Australian football. I think this is about the AFLW expansion and I think it is... It is. Gil I'm going to say it's Gil, yeah. I reckon it was Gil at his announcement. You are correct. Jeez. Oh, sharp today. Yeah, wrong, Gil McLaughlin we? on expanding the AFLW to 18 teams. All right, here we go. You don't even know about this, but there have been people that have been reached out to in the coaching fraternity and you will get a phone call. Ooh, I it's reckon tough one, this. it's about the, the Carlton coaching job. Is that right? Yep. And it is, I'm going to say it's Damien Barrett. Yeah, sounds good enough for It's me. Eddie Maguire to Ross yes, Lyon. It was, yeah. Now, isn't that the most Eddie Maguire type thing? Breaking the news to Ross Lyon. That you know, will get Eddie a phone Maguire's call. very good mates with? The new Carlton chairman. He is. So there might have oh. been a bit of mail there. Mm. Jeez. Um, okay, last one. I hope at some point in my career I was able to put a smile on your face. If I did, I'm happy and my work That's here Eddie is Betts. Done. Yep. Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts. Yep. You got him right tonight, Eddie Betts. Yeah, he did. That was We're very fine. good. That was very good. Uh, something's come across my desk in terms of the rundown, Richo, mm. and you have got some news that may change the footballing landscape forever. <laughs> this news here, we'll have a look at your rundown. Yeah. Well, it's about me, so right. which in turn is about my wife, so, so just be careful. Oh, no, no, hang on. Don't, no. So, Hum, Nathan around the, around sports been in the office, he's known for loving his high-end fashion, isn't he? Yep. You know, he well, loves he tells to, everyone about it every to, time he buys it. He loves to wear, you know, exclusive type gear. Um, and <laughs> exclusive type gear. <laughs> and one of these brands that he, that he loves, Hum, is Balenciaga. Which are a yeah. very high-end brand. Very okay. high-end. 1500 okay. a pop. Now, Nathan has a pair of Balenciaga shoes with the big heel on them, Nate. What yeah. about... Oh, it's a baby on. spice heel. A baby spice they heel. They look ridiculous. They're sort of, sort of a fashionable sneaker, would yeah. you say? They're a yeah, big they're, sneaker. They're, okay. It's in the ilk of those shoes that tr- intentionally try and look shit. Yeah. yeah. And then, so because of that, you <laughs> and, can... Char- yeah. And they do. <laughs> 
So, Nate, if, now, how many, do, do you answer this question? If you're going to spruik and walk around the office here in Sportsbet wearing high-end brands, yep. right, you would never, ever contemplate wearing a high-end brand that was fake, oh, would you? Never, ever, right? ever. And I'm just, a, I'm just a cellar dweller just kicking so around I have the it, suburbs. And I'm I not... want you to wear them in next week so okay. our, our viewers can see them. I have it on very, very good no. authority that Nathan's Balenciaga shoes are fake. <laughs> Now, please be honest, Nathan. I'm being Rowdy. honest, Matthew. So are my wife <laughs> bought these shoes for me. So what you're saying is that my wife is a fake. Uh, no, I'm Would not. you like to bring that up with her? I, I am going to actually ask Christine. Rowdy. Okay. Where's this? Where, are you, are, and are you comfortable I won't tell you who the source is, but what I will say about the source is that the source is a well-known Melbourne journalist. Okay. Oh the my! Sources well-known Melbourne. So you journalist. just go to work and see oh, if you can work Oh, brownie! That out. All right. So this if well-known this Melbourne journalist correct. has been up close and really dissected my this, Balenciagas. This well-known Melbourne journalist has told me that Nathan's Balenciagas are one hundred percent fake. Oh my, brownie! I, I yeah. can't spell out the ramifications for you. If this is true, it's all over. For it you. is all over. <laughs> you. you are done. Well, well I can we, guarantee you, you Matthew, that they're real. Can you? Please, I'll bring Christina into the show next week. Okay. Can we? Get Get a receipt or some sort of proof that they're real. I'm Unless sure we could at some point. Yep. Beautiful. Oh, that is massive. Do you like that news, Hunter? I did. It's just because we'll, this, we'll the ramifications. We'll crawl through the receipts. They are a couple of years old now. The ramifications of this are just going to be fake. Nathan yeah. Brown, yeah. Mr. Media, Mr. Sportsbet, yep. has been found to be wearing fake high-end shoe. I, like, I, I can't see you coming back. Baby spices. Yeah, I like, can't see you coming yeah, they're, back. They're like the ones you buy at Victoria Market, basically. <laughs> Like those leather jackets yes, there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll all right. bring that up with uh, Christina. But, Hum, I wanted to discuss something with you oh, yep. because Good. you're our aviation expert, yes? Yes. Well, I want you to decipher what Tom Brown had to say here. Alan, good morning. I know long term, so short term, Qantas have to make a decision on what type of plane, whether they go with the 777 or A350 on the Sydney to London non-stop route. But there's an interesting debate, for example, in the Wall Street Journal this week about the 737 MAX recertification. I know you were in Seoul recently and have good insight on this. Do you think the computer-based simulation training is sufficient or do pilots need to do the physical motion training so they can crank the horizontal stabiliser with certain force in the event of a second or third failure in this instance? Wow, you are an aircraft man. <laughs> <laughs> what is cranking the uh, horizontal stabiliser? Okay, well, the first thing I'm going to point out that he says that Qantas have got to decide between the A350 and the 777. Qantas does not have any 777s. Right. So I don't know what he's talking about there. But there he's talking about the 737 MAX, which is the plane that came out, if you remember. One that, uh, was dodgy. The one that it, once the bad data was coming through, Okay, took the, them out of service. Was, it, didn't they? Yeah, well, they had to. They, yeah. they had the ground. They sold thousands of these planes. Anyway, the, the uh, they had an override system that the pilots didn't know how to override. So basically, the plane thought it was in a stall. When a plane thinks it's in a stall, the stabilizers will tilt it down because how a pl- how a plane is in a stall means there's not enough air flowing over the uh, mm. over the wings, so it tilts it down, and that's what happened. They didn't know how to override, so it just sent these planes no. straight down into Ooh. the into the plane. Not good. The, Good explanation. Well, what was that on? I like that. Why was that he? That was on Friday Night Footy, wasn't it? 
that was on, uh, I reckon it was on Hot Breakfast not that long ago before that got uh, disbanded to what it is now, but what he was speaking other, to Alan Joyce. What about the other thing Hum's pretty happy with, Nato? What about this, Hum? Have a look at this. This uh, oh, caught yeah, this my eye. This is, a, this is a KFC hotel. This is opening as a pop-up yep. where guests have their own press for chicken button and you get $139 of free food a night. How good is this? If you went now, there, Hum, what would you order first? Well, I, I'm glad you asked this question because I had a revelation during the week, and this is going to be against unpopular opinion. Wicked Wings are actually no good. Have you no. had a Wicked Wing? No. no. Uh, okay, the Wicked Wing, they come in packs of three. They're like the cheaper version. It's just a wing. They're crumped to high hell. They're no good. I've spent years not eating original recipe chicken. It's a bit greasy and everything. I've fallen back in love with it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. So you know I would I'd sit order? there and just – I'd sit there. I'd have my top off. Ooh. I'd sit there just in footy shorts just <laughs> eating KFC because I get sweaty when I eat KFC. A, I'd get a bacon and cheese zinger. That would be the first thing I'd order. <laughs> really? I don't – see, I had a bacon and cheese zinger and I don't – I don't. it's too much. The if zinger. I'm hungover, Their chips are the I best get. though. Their chips are good. Yeah, no, I would just sit there and just original recipe chicken just all night. So that's opening up in Over shortage. Hot and spicy chicken? That's in London. Well, we don't get hot and spicy chicken. Well, that's a different question. So you sweat? If, if hot and spicy chicken, I sweat. If, if Do you eat it on your own or does you? The Dale move. No, so I have to. Does she leave the room when you no, do no, this? No, if I'm getting KFC and I'm glad the Dale that definitely doesn't. Do you take this. your top off to eat it? Sounds like he's <laughs> making love to the chicken. <laughs> No, I get sweaty. I just get sweaty when I eat KFC, so I take my shirt off. Look, Dale, I need you to leave the room. No, Dale doesn't like me eating KFC because I did have some rumoured cholesterol problems earlier in the year. So I go in the car and and get it and I smash it and I put – there's a bin just down the road. We've got a little reserve just – Five doors down from our house with a bin. Drop I it pull off. over there, drop it over, get the white ones, sweep it over, air freshen it. Perfect crime. <laughs> hey, last week we teased because Laguna Keys, which is you've had some great investments in your time. This is you've had this. some bad investments this in your is, time. Um, Laguna Keys. Now, I think grand. thanks to our thanks to our expose, we've been talking about Laguna Keys. It has now got media attention. That is, the, is how well the job I do as a yeah. communications manager. Just got a little clip from a current affair from a couple of weeks ago. These haunting images show the state of what was once some of our most prized tourism assets. In their heyday, Capricorn Resort and Laguna Keys were premium destinations in tropical Queensland. Now they lie in so ruins. We went there about Amanda Cam is the ago, state MP for Whitsunday. Her elected now. takes in another abandoned resort at Laguna Keys. Bones. Just oh south God. of Airlie Beach, on the doorstep oh, of the Whitsundays. No, look at the tennis oh, this oh, no. behemoth is another ugly stain oh, in paradise. The pro shop. Greg Norman designed the golf Jeez. course, but good luck finding the greens out there anymore. Look at the golf course. Oh, it's, it's just not, a paddock. Mate, that's so for those news. listening, we just had a clip of... It's just a hold. Of, uh, ...of Laguna Keys. Now, that it's it's legitimate. It's It's, it's gone weight. like you wouldn't be able to sell that for a dollar. Mm. I think why someone would buy for a dollar. Why don't you sell it and just write off the, the money and, and claim it back if you have a gain somewhere else? Yeah, it's not a bad idea, Matthew. It's not a bad no. idea, but yeah. at this point, I'm prepared where's to your, stick it Where's out. your lot? Like, have you got a I house? Have you got a house on yours? Or no, he hasn't. All he's no, got's a bit no, of grass, no. huh? My, my lot is alongside the golf course, um, wherever that golf course is this now. Is <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it might have been overgrown, the golf course. Oh, but that's oh my God. mine has a little um, pond and a bridge next when, to it. When so, does it? Yeah, like a water feature when right we, next to well, it. Well, I showed yeah. it. Water we did a, like a mid-season camp up there in a, the year you 
broke your leg. I didn't go to the camp. Brownie didn't go, and let me tell you, it's come it's come back a bit by then. The golf course was actually nice then. Was you it? Played well, golf. Was yeah. it? Could you stay in the little room? You could actually stay there. there then. You can't even stay there. Oh, I can't, you know. It's a Laguna Keys. Hey, good luck. Hopefully they Thank get you. a prawn farm there. Hey, before we just dive into the Nuffy Jar, where a feature is going to feed, um, uh, one of our favourites is going to feature, I just wanted to bring... A new business opportunity that our man Richo yeah. is uh, is is it's having a crack at. Well let's Ooh. let's have a listen. Yeah. All right. G'day, Matt Richardson here. I'm new to Swish. I'm glad to be on the platform. Looking forward to engaging with footy fans, sporting fans, uh, whatever you like. Ask me whatever you like. I can send you a cheerio. Um, looking forward to it. Take care. Times whatever you like, voice. whatever you like. So Swish is like it is Times the new. You run out of stuff to say then when you went. <laughs> whatever, whatever you like. like. What you said, whatever you like twice. I was I was feeling a bit. So Swish, Swish for those that are listening and didn't see it, it was just Richo winner, holding the phone. Swish is a. It's like the new cameo. It's like I, I assume cameo, it's an Australian mate. version. Yeah. But you're charging. How much are you charging per video? Well, you can look it up. I'm not going to say. Richo's charging one hundred twenty-five dollars. <laughs> Half of that goes to charity. One hundred twenty-five per dollar uh, per video. Let's just see who what some other people are charging. <laughs> Luke Bruce, a current AFL player, four-time Premiership player, sixty dollars. Mm. What's Jack Rewalt charge? He's on there. Seventy dollars. Does he? Greek team of the century, one-time Premiership player, Anthony Kudafitamides, one of the biggest names out there, $90. Brad Johnson, the face of big fo- uh, of, of Fox footy, $90. Daniel Rich and Dane Zorko, $70. Eddie Maguire. Is Eddie on there? $85. <laughs> you might- are charging $40 more than Eddie Maguire. <laughs> It might be why I'm not getting too many. <laughs> I heard you are getting a lot. I heard nah, you're in been, the top five. How right. many have you had? Come I've, on. I've had a couple, but I've got to look after my kids, Nate. I, yeah. That's oh. what I've got to bring it back to. I've, been, <laughs> I've lost a lot of work during COVID, huh? <laughs> you find that? I, I was trying to. I was hoping you blokes wouldn't see that. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> Who's in the show this week? <laughs> I found this one, huh? And yep. this really tickled my fancy. And it's our man, Tommy Brown. And um, <laughs> the Tom Brown translator has actually had a laugh at this because Tommy is uh, watching the football the other day down at uh, Geelong, where the Saints were playing Geelong. And he said, I've heard a lot of goal-kicking theories, but Dunstall explained Max King's technique very well, running in at an angle directly in line with the middle of the goals. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, Tommy reckons. <laughs> Well, it does. That's what you need to do, Tom. <laughs> That's what you do. You aim at the middle of the goals and you kick it straight at the middle aim of the goals. Aim at the goals. middle of the middle. But Tommy thought that was groundbreaking, obviously. <laughs> How were the comments after it? Oh. Richo Brownie Hummer Award next. Getting to the pointy end, four episodes left. So we're probably not going to do a summer edition this year because we just we just struggled for content a little bit last year. So this budget. We've got, we lost our budget, haven't we? We did lose our budget. We've lost everything. Hey, uh, four uh, four C's weeks to go. The Bont is just pulling away. Look at that. 15 votes. He was awful against Hawthorne. He won't get a single vote. Jeremy Cameron, eight. Christian Petrarca, seven. Darcy Parrish, seven. Dustin Martin, six. Well, for the worst, West Coast, 26 votes. Can't they be caught? St Kilda, 21. Collingwood, 16. And look at our man, the Michael Count Christo, just very quickly climbing up the ranks, 11. All right. Best first? 
Uh, yes. Yep. All right, I gave one vote to Caleb Sarong. What a player he's becoming. Oh, yeah. Eric, it, it's almost time teams put time into him now. Yeah. He's normally the one doing it. Two to uh, Charlie Cameron. I love goal kickers. He kicks six goals. Back to his best. Bailey Fritch, seven goals. He got my mm, three. We talked about him in the All-Australian last week. Does oh. that change well, how it looks in the All-Australian structure? He did kick three of them in the last three minutes. Yeah, yeah. I, I would suggest Junkies. he's in the conversation for a small forward. All right. And Stringer, for me, he's being added to my All-Australian team. Team One vote. squad? Team. Right. He's in. Wow. Tim Tarano, one vote. How good was he forward? He's good. a brilliant player, Tim Tarano. Two votes to Charlie Cameron, the same as you, and three votes to Jake Stringer. He just keeps getting the job done. He's the best player in the comp at the moment. Right now isn't he is. He? Yeah. Uh, for the worst ons, I gave the Doggies a vote down in Launceston. <laughs> yeah, awful. That, that might have cost them a top four spot. If yep. they lose to Port Adelaide, they could drop out of the top four. Two to the Gold Coast Suns. Um, they were just ordinary against Essendon. I'm not sure where they're going, the Suns. And three... To the Carlton Football Club, Ooh. 19 goals in a row, Port Adelaide mm. kick. Yeah. It's extraordinary. When they were 20-odd points up yeah. early too. I gave one vote to myself, Hum. Did you? Um, I was calling last week, calling the game Essendon Gold Coast, right? Yep. Did the first bounce. The first bounce is massive. You know, you want to yep. get into it. And, yeah, and I've gone uh, Draper up against – and I'm looking at it and because we're calling it off the screen. I'm like, the hell is that? Oh, no. And uh, so I just padded for a little bit, looked out at my, my ship. It was Zach Smith. You didn't even know he played for the I side. thought he retired four <laughs> years ago. I had no idea he still played. I'd forgotten he went to Geelong. And you know what? He retired yesterday. Did he? <laughs> Did he? Oh, God, one week too early. Um, the same, the Dogs, they only kicked five goals last week for how powerful they are. That was disgraceful. And the Blues, again, for three votes for me. Have you already done yours? Sorry, I've zoned out. Yeah, I did. <laughs> What are you reading? Well, I'm getting the odds up because we, as we go to Jeez, the, preparation the, the next segment, the game of the round, <laughs> so as we mentioned earlier in the show, two top four clashes, Geelong versus Melbourne. This is going to be a doozy. Geelong, $1.88. Melbourne, though, the better back side. Outside is at $1.96. Couple of rippers. Western Bulldogs, Port Adelaide, $1.74, two ten for Port Adelaide. I'm, I'm leaning towards Port Adelaide. I know this game's in Melbourne, but the Dogs haven't played playing well enough, and I just think, I think they the, might get the job done, Port. I think Port are just peaking at the right time. They're yeah. getting all of their players back. The, the young players are back, Butters, Dersma, Rosie and Orazio, who could be the X factor in finals. Yep. I think Port will win, and I think the Dogs will drop to fifth spot because I think Brisbane will have a good win against West Coast. And in that other one, Geelong and Melbourne down at the Cattery Saturday night, oh, it's hard, hard to ever tip against Geelong down it there. Is. I think they've won 90 out of their last 101 games down there. They started poorly last week. Yeah. had the first five kicked on They just on seem them. to get it done, though, don't they? Yeah. Danger back in form, 25 contested touches. Uh, I'll tip Geelong only because it's at Geelong. If that was at the G, I'd probably pick Melbourne. Yeah, their last two have been pretty ordinary. Uh, they did beat St Kilda, but yeah. they lost to the Giants they before that. They just have an ability that. to just get it done, though, don't they? Yeah, I think Melbourne can win. Right. I think Melbourne I think Melbourne are going well enough. In the other game, Aaliyah Aaliyah, I think he just looms large. He's been best on his last two games. Obviously, no Bruce, so their forward structure at the moment, the dogs. So Aaliyah, if Aaliyah plays well and is able to intercept Pretty much the ball all night. Port Adelaide win that game. Is a Lear making a late charge for all Australian? I reckon he has oh, to this, be. So this is what oh, you got to be careful. Now listen, this is what you got to be careful with, with when you're picking teams like this. You can't be persuaded by the back end of the year too much. Yeah. You must have a look at how the front half of the year goes. That's yeah. what Mike. But he's kept. been pretty good all year though. Yeah, he's, uh, he's had a purple but patch Stringer, right now. Like Stringer since the bye, mm. but before that, you got to. There's 13 or 14 games before that. Can you have a Lear a Lear? 
and Jake Lever and Stephen May all on the one side who are all third man in. Stephen May does play on someone, but does Lever and Aaliyah play the same role? Pretty much, yeah. And then Tom Stewart is obviously very similar. I know he's injured, but Tom Stewart is in the All-Australian team. They're the conversations that will be had. Yeah. Doggy's favourite in that one, $1.74, Port Adelaide 210. Now, I did say there was no homotheticals, but I have just managed to come across a couple during the show. So uh, let's finish up. First one. Now, full disclosure, these are not mine. These are not says. These are not Nath Johns. These are Reddits. Right. Oh, so they're going to be ordinary. <laughs> Just give them a chance. The first one's no. ordinary. We're not going to do a Well, I've only got two. Okay. You've already disgraced yourself a couple of times. <laughs> That's maybe best show. All right. Would you rather live in a life where the first 30 years of your life are boring as shit, but the next 30 years are amazing or the opposite? No, you need your first 30. I think you've got to come out of the blocks 30 hard. shocking years yeah. as you get older. Yeah, but your, your first sort of 10, 12 years, you don't, do you remember well, that's, much that's, about that's, it? that's what I was thinking. Like yeah. Your first 10 years. So you're really you're having, like, what's, look, what's fun? I look back at my first 10 years and I'm thinking there's not a lot there that I'm taking away from those first 10 you years. You made the Tassie under 12 basketball side in that period. I did. Mm. Yeah, I did make a state team. Yeah. There was only 11 kids in the state no. at that stage. So, so you made – you're one of those By 11. Well By done. Uh, I'm going the last 30. Yeah, so, yeah. so am I. Because I, I can't remember the first half. But wouldn't you be that – Bang down by the time you get to 30. What's your if first, first memory? If your first 30 years are poor, you just bang. You wouldn't first, know how to have what's a good time. What's the first thing you remember in your life? First thing I so remember in my life? That comes to mind now. What's the first thing you remember? Getting a cricket bat when I was four. So there's four years you've wasted. You can't even remember four years. So no. I remember riding a bike when I was two. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> come on. Come on. You <laughs> are an idiot. <laughs> two. No one in the history is. I seriously remember riding a bike when I was two. Did you have training wheels on or no training I had training wheels, but I remember riding it and I was two. Did you have a shot of whiskey when you <laughs> You're a liar. The Dahl the is calling in next week right. to confirm that rumour. Mm. Uh, 80% of Reddit, red people on Reddit said they'd prefer the 31st, yeah. but I'm with you. I think because it's it's really 12 boring years because yeah. you're 18 from exactly. 18 onwards and then you exactly. get 30 You've got to realise that from 16 to 30, that is a peak period. That's where you can do some of your best I want the whole work. 30, though. I don't want... You know, as yeah. I said, I reckon you only get about 18 to 20. Imagine being a kid, like 8, 9, 10, and having the best life, the yeah. best fun you had when was, yeah, was when you were a involve? kid. You like, hit the 59. Like, I had more fun once I got turned into a, you know, an adult, teenage adult, 17, See, 18. Your mid, your early mid But then you've 20s. still got 12 years, mate. Yeah. Your early mid-20s are the best time of your life. Yeah. It, it 100% goes downhill yeah. until then, until from there onwards. It maybe gets better when she retired at 60, but if you are listening right now and you're between the ages of 20 and 28, Make the most enjoy it because it gets a whole lot worse. Uh, second one, this is uplifting. Uh, would you prefer to know how the world started or the world ended? Ooh. Well, I know no, how I the world started. Well, God. Do you believe in that? Well, Brownie. Do you believe that? Yep. Brown, oh, what? That's it. I'm done. But that, oh, you believe, <laughs> what? Is that what you actually believe? Yep. I can't take that anymore. <laughs> what it's the right. hell? Where is this bombshell come so from? You'll be struck down today. Bruce <laughs> <laughs> just walked out of the He's studio. Off. He's done. He's walked it's out of the studio. Well, that so is how's it going to end? Me. How's it going to end? 
Well, I don't know. That's the question, but you're World saying you know how it starts. Let me ask you one more time. Do you think that's how the world started? Yes, it's got to start somewhere, Matt. <laughs> oh, that's going to do us this. This is a bombshell, and this might be the last episode. Perhaps Batman and Robin are done. I can't believe it. What a bombshell from Nathan Brown, who's going to church on Sunday. Good luck him, on the punt. And he took him seven days as well. Stay safe. He crowded the whole world in seven days, Matt. Oh, I can't believe this, Brownie. You are, you are out of this That's world. It. All right, stay safe, stay indoors, and get the bloody vaccine. Good luck, Gamble's The vaccine.